Uh, hello and welcome to the Half Court Press Podcast, the Omaha World Herald. I am Nebraska men's basketball beat writer Wilson Moore, joined as always by Creighton beat writer John Walker. What's um, up? Yeah, we're uh, coming to you, I think, uh, I think we last did this six days ago. Um, yeah. A lot happened for Nebraska, yeah. to good and bad, in the past week. Um, a little bit less than... Uh, for Creighton, but before we get into that, John, how are you doing today? Man, I'm good. It is a. Uh, it's been an eventful week. Yeah, I think I think we we're probably reaching that time of year. Like yeah. we'll we'll have we'll we'll crank out the rest of non-con. Creighton will get started on Big East play, and then they'll have ten days off, and we'll hop uh, hop straight into it to start yeah. the new year. So I don't know what, what's Nebraska's schedule look like. Uh, Nebraska's got case got K State on Sunday on in the Manhattan. road. Yep, oh. in Manhattan in the Little Apple. Um, and, uh, yeah, that'll be probably their toughest, uh, road test so far, yeah. which is not great when they played a comparatively easier team in Minnesota yeah. on the road. We, we will, we'll get into that. <laughs> and, um, we'll also, don't, uh, don't turn this off yet, Nebraska fans, because we'll also talk about Michigan State. Um, but, uh, yeah. And yeah. then after that, they've got, uh, North Dakota, then you know a week or so off yeah. south carolina state and okay. then and then, they're uh, then, into big then we're ten back play. into big 10 play yeah. yeah no so yeah i mean we're you know it's that time of year we're gearing up for it i'm good how are you wilson i'm doing well yeah um yeah i got a little uh you know nebraska's on finals so nothing really this week till sunday yeah trip was good uh went up to minnesota that's always uh you know it's always a good time getting back to minneapolis um I'll be yeah. up there. Uh, I guess to tease a story, I'm gonna have in the works. I'll really? be uh, okay. I'll be up there to talk. Uh, oh my goodness, I can't even remember what the suburb is. Is it? Uh, I, I actually I I know what you're talking about, but yep. I want to hear you try to pronounce this and hear how you. Do it. <laughs> okay, okay, Rosemount. Oh, I thought you. No, 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 no. I'll be in Rosemount on uh, on the 29th. Okay, I th- I thought you're go- I thought you're going a completely different no. direction here. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'll be in Rosemount on the on the 29th. First story I'm working on. All right. I think Creighton fans will, will enjoy that All one. Right. See, I, I thought you were going to talk about Wyzetta, Minnesota, oh, which is where yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackson McAndrew yeah, is from. And yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're playing little, in Rosemont. Okay, <laughs> Rosemont. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, everyone mispronounces that. Okay, what uh, is it? What is it? Wyzetta. Wyzetta. It, it looks like Wayzada. There could be. Yeah, I'm not going to mispronounce yeah, it's it now. Wyzetta. <laughs> um, yeah, so when you get to Rosemount, you can look uh, you can look cool and like you know uh, you're <laughs> like, familiar with yeah. the uh, with the Minneapolis yeah. Western suburbs. Um, but uh, back in Omaha, here I guess we can just start with this because uh, there wasn't a whole lot um, a whole whole lot of surprise. But Creighton played Central Michigan and took care of business. Yeah, I mean, you know, one hundred nine to sixty four. They were seven points away from tying, eight points away from breaking the single game scoring mark under under Mac. I mean, every bit of the word domination is is kind of what they did on Saturday. I thought they did it the right way. Um, they pretty much said we we know that that Pritchard, and I can't even remember his uh, the the other uh, pretty salty kid on Central Michigan. I can't even remember his name off the top of my head. But they they essentially said like we're going to let them score because they're going to get theirs anyways, and we're going to shut down everybody else. And that's what they did. It obviously wasn't enough. Um, and then on the other end, you know, I think six J's. F- ended up in double figures 
maybe most importantly, they figured out the four spot, Wilson. That was kind of the question for this team all offseason. Who was going to play the four? How effectively were they going to play the four? And if Isaac Trott and Mason Miller combine to do what they did on Saturday, when Big East play starts to roll around, they're probably going to have one of the best lineups in the Big East. I I think. Yeah, I, th- I think that's interesting. That yeah. we've, we've seen them. It's kind of, uh, you know, we've seen them in tandem, you know, yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. especially with like, uh, I think Sam mentioned this on a pod a few weeks ago, like losing Kaluma's uh, scoring over the off season. It, it's kind of a kind of a money ball approach. If, yeah, uh, you know, we we can't replace Giambi, but we can do it in the aggregate, and that was uh, that, that that was crazy. We're trying to uh, buy points. Yeah, We're exactly. Not trying to buy players. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and that's that seems to be what Creighton's done with uh, Trout and Miller. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I also didn't realize I'm still. This is what week two. Yesterday was the start of week yeah. three for me, so I'm still getting my feet wet on the beat. Um, I didn't know that Jason Green was in that mix too before the season. So they, you know, three people were in that mix. Jason Green got hurt before the year. I, I think is what McDermott said on Saturday. Um, and you know, so so at least leading up to the season and so far this season, it's been a rotation between them. Miller was the starter. He got sick, missed a few games. Trot came in. Uh, did a really good job in filling in for him. And now we see that you can rely on both of them on a nightly basis. They combined for 35, both set career highs. I think Isaac Trout had uh, Trout had uh, 18, Miller had 17. They combined to go 12 of 14. It was just, if, if, if the four can give you 35 points every night, no matter if it's one of those guys or a combination of both, they're going to be just fine. Yeah, especially when Creighton doesn't really need that exactly. much from them. You know? Exactly. On, on exactly. a typical night, if Trey Alexander's got it rolling or Stephen Ashworth, yeah. who you wrote about, is hot from three, yeah. like, they don't even need that much. I might have jinxed of, him. Yeah, yeah I might have <laughs> jinxed him because he went one for seven against Central Michigan. But that's still kind of the – it's like they put up 109, they shot like 68% from the field, 50% from three or something like that, and he was one for seven. And so, yeah, I mean, it just imagine if he was on two or, you know, even three or four for seven, you know, they they would have uh, maybe snuck up on that that single game scoring mark. I don't know. But they uh, it's nuts. (laughs) That's that's defensively and and McDermott mentioned this, too. Defensively, they've got a little bit of a ways to go, but they present different things defensively. And so that just goes to show, like, if they both keep up on the other end, you're going to be able to play your matchup, yeah. whatever you need it to be on a, on a nightly basis. So, yeah, that, that was the biggest takeaway from last week because there probably were never going to be any massive takeaways yeah. in a 45-point route. But, but that one stood out for sure. Yeah. So. And, of course, I guess I'll provide the disclaimer that, yes, it was Central Michigan. Yeah. I mean, so, that, if we get 35 from those two against UConn, um, then we'll talk. You know, yeah. that's that's obviously yeah. a big one. But it was good to see that they, they're capable of having a night like this, despite, in a way, splitting minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I guess on the Nebraska side, uh, we can start with uh, the first game they played in the past week. Um, Looked good uh, for the first um, 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was what uh, Fred Hoiberg said after the game. Um, He said he thought the first uh, 
He said he thought Nebraska had their best 20 minutes and their worst 20 minutes yeah. in yeah. the same game. I mean, that was just uh I mean, in yeah, the you know, they they moved the ball well in the first half. Uh they played well on de- on defense. Um Minnesota was uh losing its best player Dawson Garcia. Um and then man, the wheels just came off in the second half. Yeah. There were um Yeah. I mean, the offense got real stagnant. Um, I think they did not handle Minnesota's physicality well at all. It, it um, felt like it felt like the ball got sticky. Like, yeah, absolutely. Minnesota's physicality was like stopping the ball more than it yeah. probably should have. Yeah. And then they'd get in trap situations, and yeah. then they'd get in late shot clocks, and it was just like possession after possession yeah. after possession. That was it. Was so. I didn't think you could make that many halftime adjustments. Yeah. And Minnesota did. Yeah. For somehow. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was nuts to me. Yeah. It's just kinda you know it's just it was it was bad. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like dri- like just basic stuff, you know, like dribble handoffs getting blown up at the top of the key and going for a layup on the other end. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you couldn't maybe make a case with Minnesota that the ball moved a little better without Dawson Garcia, you know, that people weren't standing around just letting him do his thing yeah. on the perimeter. But uh, Joshua Ola Joseph, um, I thought was the guy who caused the most problems. He's just, he's built like an oak tree yeah. and uh, just moved people out of his way, got offensive rebounds. And, I mean, you know, Nebraska was just still, was in it. They just, they couldn't make shots they couldn't uh they couldn't kind of you know they couldn't recover from that uh run which um, yeah yeah and you can talk about you know like what what's physical what's mental um i know nebraska really wasn't happy with the way they like handled the gophers making that charge no and what that would have been two games in a row for them yeah. Right. You had the Creighton scored 30 points in the last nine minutes of the yeah. first half in that game. And then obviously the second half was, you know, kind of already decided. Yeah. Um, and so then you think everything's going really, really, really well. Yeah. You're up on Minnesota to open Big Ten play on the road. Yes. They're, yeah. They're and, missing their best player. Yeah. And then that's it. Like yeah. so that it has to be a defeating feeling, maybe in that moment. Now they bounce back, and I'm sure we'll yeah. you know talk about that here shortly. But that had to be one of those moments that kind of, even though we're we're only a month into the season, kind of determines which direction a team goes. It would have yeah. been so easy for Nebraska to fold yeah. seven and zero. They yeah. ha- they're handed their first loss pretty pretty handedly. Just had a massive heartbreaker on the road to open yeah. conference play. And then, uh, but no, that's that's not what they let happen. So, no. you know, good for Hoiberg and them for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is easy to think about how different, like, the complexion of this season feels yeah. if they don't blow that, you know, a 17-point yeah. lead. Because suddenly you're looking at... Eight and one. Yeah. Your lone losses to the number eight team in the country. Yeah. That is a good resume. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. they would, yeah. But, but, yeah, you know, as you said, credit to them for... Um, Picking themselves back up a few days later, um, I thought that was uh, probably the, probably their most impressive win of the season. For I sure. know uh, um, we've uh, we've talked about how Michigan State is 
has not, looked not yeah. like Michigan State. Not your usual Izzo yeah, squad. It's no. not March yet. No, no. But still, you know, I don't care what time of the year it is. I don't care what team it <laughs> For is. Sure. You know, you you're never you're never just gonna get a win over Michigan State. You know, you got you got to earn that. And uh, N- Nebraska did. Um, you could yeah. see um, some of the adjustments. I thought Rink Mast had an interesting quote after the after the game that he was a. Uh, Play, that he played a little more under control. Um, he uh, he said his priority was uh, when he gets the ball in the high post, not to dribble right away like he had been to stop. You know, survey, stop hit, and scan, yeah. yeah, get hit. You uh-huh. know, you know he got Kase Tomonaga a couple times cutting to the basket. He hit Bryce Williams on one of those two, and uh, Nebraska just played better. They rebounded a lot better. Mass was a big part of that with fourteen, um, and. Uh, just have, things things clicked a little bit better. Casey Tominaga had a, had a big game. Uh, Bryce Williams hit maybe the biggest yeah. shot of the night. Yeah, Bryce Williams was a dog. Yeah, against Michigan State, that was a uh, yeah. yeah nails. Yeah, and um, you know, just a lot of you know a lot of good individual performances. Jawan Gary was great. Uh, yeah. Sam Hoiberg was not a guy who really showed up on the stat sheet. Um, a lot, uh, but he, I thought he played really well, especially on defense lit, late in the game. Quick aside, I found in covering this team, I enjoy watching Sam Hoiberg play for his sheer confidence of just <laughs> like, I'm six feet tall. Yeah. That guy is 6'11. Let, let's, let's see what happens. Rim. Yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's rim run. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It It's always entertaining, and I respect his. Uh, uh, his ambition whenever it uh, whenever it happens. Yeah, no, that was good. I think I think maybe the most impressive part of Nebraska's win over Michigan State, it was like see maybe like early sixties to upper fifty at that point. They'd led, yeah. they were up, yeah. and it was like maybe like sixty two fifty eight somewhere right in there, and then they went on like a nine zero run somewhere yeah. right in there. And that was kind of, you know, the lead that they rode to the end, I believe. But that was the most impressive part to me because Michigan State stuck around. Again, third game in a row, it could have happened where things snowballed. And instead, they were kind of the enforcer in that situation, which, you know, you can do in in some situations with the non-con schedule they've had. But to do that against a team like Michigan State, albeit... I don't know, without its star freshman for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's still it's still a vote of confidence that, that I'm sure they'll carry forward into, into Big Ten play. Yeah. Um, yeah for first win over Michigan State since 2016. That's nuts. Yeah. That's nuts. It, so have they played twice a year? Uh, or no, because the Big Ten plays... Uh, it, it's kind of a rotating yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Some, some years is twice. Some I think this year it's just once. Okay. Um, I got you. I'm pretty sure they don't go to East Lansing this year. Okay, so but either way, you play once a year. Yeah. It's not, so, seven years. Yeah. yeah that's nuts. Yeah, for, first time in the Fred era. I don't even know who would have been at Michigan State in 2016. 2016. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Um, eight, I was thinking. I, th- I think I believe I think he got drafted like 2014. So I was this 16, like 17, or 15, 16? 1516. This 15. is January of 16. Okay, okay, okay. Um, 
Okay, let's see. We've got like Kyle Aaron's, Javon Bess, um, so, J- yeah, that's nuts. Uh, was that J- Jaron Jackson Jr. Was he later? Okay, it's later. loading. It's loading. Okay, yeah. Um, Matt Costello would have been a senior on that team. <laughs> uh, Matt McQuaid would have been a freshman. And yes, that was Denzel Valentine's senior year. Wow. Nuts. Yeah. And they beat that team. Yeah. <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's nuts. Good for Nebraska. Yeah. Who do they, who do they have coming up? You say, oh, K State this got week. K-State and then. And then and they then, close out non-con? Uh, yeah. Well, th- then North Dakota. Um, okay. Then Christmas break. Then one last uh, non-con, South Carolina, South Carolina State. State. Then uh, then Indiana comes to Pinnacle Bank Arena after that. That will be a good stretch for them, though, yeah. I think. Regardless of what happens in Manhattan, they will be able to have a couple of games to get their, their yeah. feet under them yeah. and then host Indiana. Yeah. So that will be a good stretch for them, yeah. for sure. Now, I think Creighton has the uh, bigger game coming up this week. Uh, yeah. Are, yeah. Are, they, are, they on the, are they hosting or are they on? They are on the road for UNLV the tomorrow. UNLV. They're already out there. They left today, left this morning. Okay. Um, and, yeah, UNLV Wednesday night, and then they return to Omaha and host Bama. Okay. So that's – and. Bama is a really – I was in the middle of writing my story, actually, my, my, my uh, UNLV preview um, be- before we hopped on here. And I was talking about, you know, Bama is a really interesting team this year. Yeah. They were picked third in the SEC preseason, uh, maybe fourth behind Kentucky, but, like, that's a good, yeah. that's a good spot to be in. Um, Obviously, a team that lost Brandon Miller over the offseason for graduation. They were what, in the Elite Eight last year, in the Sweet 16 at least. And so Sweet they had, 16? yeah, Sweet 16 maybe. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Did they get upset? I'm trying yeah, to, they I'm did. Bl- I'm they blanking. Did. I remember their tournament run was kind of disappointing. Yeah. Um, were they San Diego State? Would that would have, would that would have been? Yeah, that would have been San okay, Diego State. Right. I think. I think. Um, no clue, but. They had all of these preseason expectations, and now they've kind of hit a little bit of a of a bump. Um, they're six and three. They have clobbered teams. I mean, they've they've beat Moorhead State, Indiana State, South Alabama. Um, you know, teams you should. Um, then they lost to Ohio State, beat Oregon by eight, um, and then lost to to Clemson, which Clemson's been. I Clemson's exceeded everyone's expectations thus far, I think. Yeah. Um, but lost to Clemson in the ACC SEC challenge, and then most recently um, hung in there with Purdue yeah. in Toronto for a neutral matchup, and only lost by six. Yeah, I th- I thought th- I watched so, that game. I thought that was, you know, they, they played Purdue pretty well. Yeah, like for I mean, not having a. They relied on their guards solely, too, because yeah, they, yeah. they don't have, and not many teams do, but they certainly do not have an ED stopper. No. They, uh, they might have last year with Charles Betty Yeah, but yeah, he's, he's gone. Yeah, now. might have last year, but they solely relied on their speed. 
this yeah. game. They had to. There was there was never a chance. I think we'll see a similar thing with Ryan Kalkbrenner and like how how Alabama approaches Creighton on Saturday. But brutal stretch for Bama. Uh, Purdue at Creighton at Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, why would you? Why would you ever do that to yourself? Nate Oates has some confidence in his game. Yeah, he sure does. So that'll be a fun game on Saturday. Um, But the Jays can't look overlook UNLV. Nah, they'll be fine, I think. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? It's a it would scream trap game, right? UNLV. You're on the road. Um, UNLV's been streaky, really streaky. They lost on opening night to Southern University. They have hung in there with Florida State. Um, just lost to Loyola Marymount. Yeah. So yeah. nobody knows what you're going to get from UNLV. Right. Potential trap game. Potential the, the, trap the, the game. The temptations yeah. of Las Vegas. You can never uh, exactly. count that. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, who, who knows? Um, but Saturday will be the big one for sure. That'd be, yeah, that'd be... Uh, it was moved. To, it was originally scheduled to be at one p.m., and it got moved to seven. It's Fox's primetime matchup for a reason, so it'd yeah. be a good one. Yeah, um, I know there's uh, Creighton uh, has UNLV, but you know, players and coaches talk about uh, yeah. not looking ahead, but we have no such obligations. So, uh, what? What? Absolutely how do, not. How do? You, how do you see um, Alabama and Creighton playing out? Um, I think we're going to see a lot of threes. Duh. It's a Creighton (laughs) game, right? Like, yeah, we're going to, but, but Bama has been interesting this year in the fact that they have put points on everyone. Um, I would assume it doesn't happen too often that with that rim protection, Purdue gives up 80 plus and Bama put 86 on them and still struggled at times. So, yeah, I, I, I think we'll see a lot of shooting. Um, they are they shoot 40%. They, they, they let 12 of them, 12 threes fly a game. Um, and I think that percentage probably bumped a couple of ticks after the Purdue game. Yeah, they weren't, they especially were, in the first half, they shot the yeah, lights yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And they, they were never going to try and – went on the post yeah. with, with how their roster is constructed and, and how Purdue's is. Like, it was just never going to happen. So I, I think we'll probably see a really good matchup between the, like, twos and threes, like with Trey Alexander and, and Baylor Shireman. Um, you have Grant Nelson, obviously, who Baylor Shireman is probably pretty familiar with because yeah. Grant Nelson was at North Dakota State. Really? Shireman was oh. at South Dakota State. Um, yeah, so that'll be Summit League matchup. Yeah, that yeah that'll be interesting. Um, and then they have Aaron Estrada too, and yeah, so I, I I think I think it'll be pretty fun. Um, maybe maybe the most nail biting matchup the Jays have had so far. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll find out a lot about them because they you know they got blown out by Colorado State and Kansas City but they haven't been like tested. Yeah, it's good. Like nobody right. has gone back and forth with them for forty minutes. Yeah, 
Iowa maybe a little bit. Yeah, Iowa did, and they kind of pulled away late. But I I really think this will this will uh, and I don't think it's a stretch to say this will be their biggest test of the season so far. Yeah, and then they'll hop straight into uh, Big East play. Yeah, so buckle up. Time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm mm mm. Yeah, I know Nebraska's got K State. Touched on this a little, but yeah, um, is that a part of a challenge or anything? Or they no, just scheduled I think, that? I, I think that's just okay. uh, just is what it is. Yeah, um, for I think like we touched on, you know, we'll, we'll see how much uh, growth uh, they've had uh, in you know handling a a difficult environment um, from a week ago. They didn't handle it very well when Minnesota went on to run, and it kind of it was kind of a sleepy crowd, but kind of got yeah. it into got the crowd into it at that point and yeah you know I think I think this will be no it won't be I was gonna say this will be Nebraska's biggest test I think uh we'll say non-Creighton division <laughs> non- um, non-Creighton yeah um that'd know, be a this- fun game too Creighton K-State yeah yeah the the Arthur Kaluma yeah. uh reunion game did you see the um Joe Lenar- I mean it's December so you know I guess not to look too much into it but Joe Lenardi's predictions for his bracketology, I, I, recently. I skimmed it this morning. So it has uh, Creighton is a two seed in the I can't even remember what region it is. It's the one that that runs through L.A. Okay. Um, the one seed I don't even remember because their part of the bracket is like, oh Arizona is the one seed. Arizona, of course. Yeah. Like that would be fun. Um, they get the because they lost to Arizona last year, I think, or two years ago. So they'd get a shot at redemption at Arizona. And then um, Gonzaga is the three seed. Oh, so they could run into Nemhard. Wow. And, um, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be something? Or the six seed, who could in theory play Gonzaga, would be Colorado State. <laughs> yeah. So, Yeah. <laughs> It'd be uh, fun. That'd be uh, storylines in mind making uh, setting don't, up that yeah, we bracket. Don't, we don't make the bracket for <laughs> ratings. We don't. We don't manipulate the bracket. Of course they do. Come on now. But it's fun. That'd make for a fun march. We've got a long ways to go until yeah, then. Though. We do. We're we're not even in a conference play yet. I mean, it's not even twenty twenty four. It's not soon. Yeah. Well, with all that in mind, um, you know, big week. Uh, I think in front of both. Uh, Creighton and Nebraska moving ahead big week for both of us covering all of that um thank you as always for listening to the half court press podcast John Walker and Wilson Moore